Happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to another episode of Field Days. My name is Noah Nagy, and I'm joined by co-host Greg Stroud, and we're on the road again this week from downtown Detroit. That's right, the Motor City, where America's Thanksgiving Parade has just kicked off, which the American Thanksgiving Parade began in 1924. And I can tell you, there is a lot of people here in person watching, and I'm sure all of you at home are sitting down on your couch enjoying the parade. And uh, we're excited as, as we begin another episode of Field Days. We, we had two great guests from the Jackson Probation Office last last show, Lisa Hendricks and Aaron Dungey, where they shared their work in the, the Veterans Court and Recovery Court in the Jackson County, as well as is their community involvement with the Special Olympics. And Aaron shared uh, some stories about work-life balance and, and how to, to reach that goal. And, and today is, is one of those days where, Greg, you're spending a lot of time with family and friends and kind of sitting back and relaxing. And uh, it's an important time to just kind of reflect on what you're thankful for. And Greg, how are you doing today? Good, good. Thanks, Noah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there listening today. You're right. It is a, it is a fun day to hang out with family and friends and watch a little football, you know, eat, eat a lot of food. No question. Turkey, potato stuffings, and pie. Well, and you also have Black Friday tomorrow. Are you going out? Absolutely not. I think December 23rd is my... Uh, my preferred shopping day. No, that does not surprise me, number <laughs> one. But, uh, you know, you you, ha- you did talk about, you know, a couple weeks ago we had Lisa and Aaron on. And, Absolutely. you know, thanks a lot to them, again, for coming on and sharing their stories. But a lot's happened in the last couple of weeks since our last podcast. Um, you, you know, Director Washington's focus right now is breaking the cycle of criminal right, behavior. Right. Uh, she wants to put more effort on education and employment to make, you know, offenders successful. And with that, she put out a special edition of Corrections Connection that says, she wants everyone out there to give her suggestions for the new motto. I have a couple suggestions. Are you going to share them with Absolutely us? Absolutely not. I think uh, they're due here coming up, aren't they? Yeah. Actually, get your if you if you have a suggestion, make sure you get that to Holly Kramer in the Public Information Office by December 1st. December 1st. That's, that's Tuesday. That's next right? Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, so you got a few more days, the weekend, to think about it and, and ponder a little bit. Do you have anything? I, I actually do, but I will not share it with you because I know you'll probably steal it. So <laughs> I will make sure to get that into Holly um, soon by December 1st. So what do you think? Who who we got on the episode today? Well, we got two great guests today, Greg. As we've had each episode, we've had uh, wonderful guests throughout FOA. And and today, both of our guests work in the Detroit area. Our first guest is a 17-year employee with the Department of Corrections. He started his career with CFA Correctional Facilities Administration as a corrections officer before moving over to FOA. And in 2010, he was promoted to pro probation manager. And most recently, in March of this year, he was promoted to program manager. He is a Michigan State University Spartan. And I know we got a lot of Spartans out there who are, will be excited to hear from him. His name is Kayunda Gray. No, everybody calls him Gray. So I, I think That's from this right. point forward, we're, we're calling him Gray. Yeah, I think we'll go forward with Gray as well. And our second guest, who is a 37-year employee. That's right, 37 years with the Department of Corrections. Before the, joining the department, he was a uh, employee with the Federal Bureau of Prisons for two years. He's a graduate of Kentucky State University, but also has two master's degrees from the University of Detroit, and he's currently working on his doctorate from Wayne State University. That's impressive, though. That's very That's impressive. Very impressive. I, I'm, I'm a little bit behind, but uh, got some work to do. Just just a touch. <laughs> That's right. Touch, and that, our guest is uh, Royce McKinney, and, and we're, we're, we're glad to have both Gray and, and Royce on the show. Hey, you know, Noah, speaking of today, today's a big football day for a lot of people Absolutely. out there. The Lions play here in a little bit over here at Ford right, Field. Yep. Did you know that Royce played football in college and then went on to a career in the NFL. Do you know that? I did not know that, and I'm excited to hear about that. And uh, we're excited to, to hear from both Gray and Royce. All right, so how are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Very well. Awesome. Thank Happy you. Thanksgiving to you. Happy Same to you. You guys got big Thanksgiving plans? Yeah, eating a lot. Um. <laughs> I think that's what everybody's got. Eating a lot and spend some time on the couch relaxing. Yeah. 
Hey, Noah, you know, speaking of, uh, you, know, you know, we have Gray and uh, Royce here from Court Services. You know, I've seen on Twitter lately that I think Court Services involved in a lot of charity work. I think they just had something last Saturday, didn't they? I, th I think so. You, you, Gray, you, as you were mentioned before we went on the air, uh, your office, along with the rest of the Metropolitan Territory, teamed up with the Detroit PD, is that correct? Yeah, uh, MDLC and uh, Detroit Police Department um, spearheaded together a, a, a coat drive. Um, the coat drive is uh, DPD and MDLC bridging the gap coat drive. Um, basically, this past Saturday, we were able to get um, go to Henry Ford High School and pass out coats to uh, people in need. Um, there were offenders there that volunteered to help. Um, then there were actual agents and uh, people in management that came out to it that volunteered to help with the coat drive. It was a nice time. Everyone um, was able to do a little community service um, and then actually help the community out. So with MDOC and DPT, DPT, DPD coming together <laughs> and actually bridging that gap, um, we actually had a good time with that coach. Awesome. Now, is this the first year you guys have done this? No, this is the second year. Mm -hmm. um, Carol Davenport, um, she's spearheaded this event, and uh, she actually put everything together, went to the offices, uh, made sure that everybody knew exactly what they were supposed to be doing, and got those volunteers mm -hmm. for this coach drive to make MDLC look good, along with DPD. Awesome. That's great. Well, yeah, and kudos to Carol for putting it all together. I, I, I follow her on Twitter, um, the department's. FOA page follows her on Twitter, and um, she's she's definitely doing some great stuff. And uh, so, thanks, Carol, for doing that. We appreciate it. Now, our other guest here, Noah Royce McKinney. You know, we came down here in I think it was July this summer, and we he was an agent then, and we walked into his office, and his office is filled with great you know uh, news articles about offender success and how he has a real passion for helping people. But I noticed on the side of his office, kind of in the back corner, there is a picture of the Buffalo Bills. 1975. They still team. in the NFL? Barely. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm thinking, wow, you must be a Buffalo Bills fan. So I look at him and I say, he said, no, look at, I'm in that picture. So Royce played for the Buffalo Bills. Nah, that's awesome. So Royce, I, I'm sure you have a million stories about, you know, your time in the NFL, but could you talk about that a little bit? Because that's, I mean, it, it's Thanksgiving, the Lions are playing, and we have a professional football player in our ranks. Well, it was an experience and a blessing as well. Um, I enjoyed my time, both college and the pros. And, um, you know, something that I didn't necessarily, wasn't a goal of mine, but it kind of just happened. My biggest thing as far as football was I just wanted to be able to tell my grandchildren that I was actually on a college team. I started every game all four years. So going from a walk-on to playing pro football was uh, something that I didn't shoot for, but it's certainly uh, quite an accomplishment. Yes, it um, is. And I had some, you know, great times in both college and the pros. And uh, sometimes I don't even re remember that I actually played pro football. Uh, take someone to remind me, but it is certainly was a blessing, you know, that I was able to accomplish that. Absolutely. Now, Royce, when you look at that picture, you don't so much look at the picture as as, as your playing days, but you look at it, the process and, and how that how is that experience of working through as a walk-on in college to a starter in college to making it to the NFL translated and, and developed the characteristics you need as a supervisor for the Department of Corrections? Well, I've, I've always been in positions of leadership by example, uh, and ultimately they've led to you know, leadership by uh, acceptance. Uh, but when I look at that picture, I see the process that I had to go through and the faith that was involved. 
and just wanting to, you know, assist people. And, you know, the Department of Corrections is the place where, you know, these people can regain their lives. Mm -hmm. You know, we are the ones who can assist them in doing so. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Royce. And, and it's clear, like you, as you said, in, in, in the process of getting to where you are in life, it's, it's a lifelong learning process of leadership. And, and every day, whether we're setting an example in how we're doing things or, or vocally and trying to bring a team together, everything, we're continuously learning our skills, developing our skills, and, and we have to be willing to keep our minds open and accept new ideas and, and suggestions and, and grow with that and continue that process at all times. And, and Gray, you had a kind of unique opportunity this past August. You were recently promoted to a manager position in March, and we had a manager retreat the end of August, beginning of September. And about four days, I believe, before that, Deputy Director Marlin called you into his office and asked you to, to facilitate the retreat with, with very short notice. How, how'd that go, and what were you tasked with? Yeah, that, actually, it was three days. Three days, okay. <laughs> Those three days, that was, that was fine. Um, a lot more notice than I usually would get to do uh, a project. Right, right. So <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was basically um, had to go on a thought process of of being a manager. And when you're dealing with managers, everyone has great ideas, or they wouldn't be in management. Right. The whole point of uh, leaders are people that come together and try to put together ideas sure, to effectively, ideas, right? you know, yeah. help the the department that they work for. Sure. So with that being said, it was just a process of basically making sure that we had enough information to give out so people would be engaged, but also making sure that you step back a little bit and let everyone's mind, you know, work and let them kind of come up with the ideas without trying to guide them to tell them what type of ideas they should come up with. Right. Because you want everyone to have uh, a lot of input and you want them to uh, consistently give you more and more ideas to, to work off of. And these ideas that you were, you were trying to get the managers to come up with were... Um, things with, with strategic plan? Or? Yes, basically uh, we were feeding off the strategic plan, uh, trying to incorporate that strategic plan and moving forward with goals of the department. So um, basically we were able to get uh, a lot uh, a lot of ideas from all the managers that were in attendance and we recorded those things and we got a lot of information. Well, you know, no, we'd be remiss not to say you had a partner in this too, right? right? Yes, did have a partner in that. It was, uh, it was Lynn Kaufman over in, over in Region 4B. Um, you know, Gray and Lynn did a great job facilitating that to get some ideas and some goals for FY moving forward the next 12 months. So thanks again for doing that. I know it was short notice, but you guys really, really hit a home run and we appreciate it. So thank you. No problem. Yeah, yeah you guys did a great job. And, and we, did, we had a great conversation during that uh, retreat, those two days. I think a lot of information came out of there and there were a lot of ideals shared. Now you're working on a couple of different community projects as well. Most recently, uh, you're involved in the RAP program. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, it's the Wayne County program. It's uh, basically an alternative to prison. Um, the program will actually, when the person violates with a new criminal uh, behavior, whether it be felony or misdemeanor, they'll be taken to the uh, reception and guidance center on Ryan Road. Um, DRC. Yep. The Detroit Reentry Center. Detroit okay. Reentry Center. And basically, they'll uh, be given some skills while they're in there. They won't just be sitting around there. They're looking at culinary arts and things of that nature. It's a 90 to 120 day program. Once they're complete with that program, the judge has the determination of whether they're going to actually discharge them from probation 
based on their compliance with the program or if they're going to continue them on probation to uh, continue to try to get them in compliance with it. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, it sounds like and that's something that's just getting up and running now, correct? Yep. Um, actually, I'm working on the process for our department to make the refer- referrals uh, now. So, great, yeah. great. And then another, another thing is the ceasefire, correct? Yes. Uh, the ceasefire program. It's a program basically for uh, offenders that are involved in gangs, violent offenders. Um, the department's role in it is getting our offenders, recognizing who they are with the help of DPD, uh, submitting the amended orders to get the offender involved in the program. The judge approves those amended orders, and, and then we ensure that that person is going to be at the ceasefire. They call them call-in meetings, okay. but they're actually in-person meetings where the, the offender will sit in the middle of the community, okay. law enforcement, people, the judges, MDOC. It's a joint effort with all law enforcement in the region. And basically, uh, the uh, attorney general, they'll have a representative come up and speak. Um, Kim Worthy from the prosecutor's office, she's there. She speaks. Uh, the mayor, Mayor Duggan from Detroit, he'll come and speak, and the chief of police. So basically, they'll get up, tell these guys that they understand that they are a part of these gangs. And the, the program is it's called ceasefire because they want them to stop the killing in Detroit. So with that being said, they'll show the guys different members of their gangs who they already have in prison based on simple violations that they've done. But because they've been identified as those gang members, this program allows for the judge to just send them straight to prison because of the identification that they've had from uh, law enforcement and the community. Now, does this also give them alternatives to, to stop or a way to get out of this violent behavior? The, it, it's really cut and dry at the meetings. They're basically letting them know um, you stop now and, and, you know, we'll work with you as far as your probation orders go and the department will work with you to try to get you better. Or if you don't stop immediately, you're going to prison. And that's basically the way it goes. That's great. And how long have, you, have we been involved in this? We've been involved in ceasefire for at least the last couple of years. Um, so, okay. yeah. Great. Well, great job. And, and Greg, between Gray and, and Royce, they've definitely got a, a lot of things going on both in their offices in, in, in the community. And Gray had mentioned the coat drive uh, earlier that they had just completed this past week. And after the coat drive completed this past Monday, Royce, I believe your office in the Metro Territory are working on uh, clothing and personal hygiene type drive. Is that correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, ours began on the 23rd and it runs through the end of the calendar year. Uh, and we have not particularly selected a uh, agency that we're going to send them to. Originally it was COTS, but we're going outside of the box to one of the smaller agencies to uh, give those things to them. Okay, and where, where do the items come from? Uh, people bring them in. Uh, the agents bring them in. All employees bring them in. Okay. And um, we've got two units in our building, the Chrysler unit and the core services unit. So uh, we're talking uh, over 100 people uh, combined. And they're contributing to they'll contribute to the program. Well, thank you for sharing that, Royce. Well, I'll tell you, between the co-drivers just finished and the clothing drive that's just starting, you must have some great staff in your office, huh, Royce? Well, we do, we do uh, throughout. Um, uh, but I, I, the, the staff that I supervise, uh, they're really special, and um, they've. Uh, I tell them quite often, you know, you guys are all supervising material. You know, I have a veteran staff. Uh, when I got to position, 
there was a few wrinkles, but it's like walking into supervisor heaven. Uh, <laughs> really, when you got a staff that's so, uh, you know, know the job so well, uh, produce very high quality reports and very high quality investigations. So I was I was truly blessed to uh, to to be given that staff, uh, and they've done an excellent job, each and every one of them. Well, that's that's nice of you to say because you, you know not everybody probably knows in Detroit, but you guys have quick turnarounds for PSIs, right? We which, do, which is hard on staff because you can talk about it. how many how many days do you have to do a PSI, and it's really um, difficult to manage that sometimes. I can imagine. Well, they're they're supposed to be given four days, but you're absolutely correct. The turnaround is great, is uh, very short. Uh, they do produce and have produced over time quality reports. They know what they're doing. They know which contacts are made. Well, that's that's nice of you to say that, and you know, it's a very stressful job. And we have to have fun once in a while, and it's part of human nature to have fun. And I and I think uh, you know we do a pretty good job of that. So, what do you guys do over there to have fun? You guys coming up? Um, actually, with the uh, employee engagement initiative committee that was created um, in our in our region, we have a holiday party coming up uh, December eleventh. Along the lines of what Royce was saying, with the hardworking people, uh, that committee is hardworking, always putting things on. And then the building as a whole, everyone at that Tremonti building works very hard. Um, everyone in the court services unit and special services unit, from the supervisors all the way down to the uh, clerical staff, they work very hard to uh, get reports out. And uh, the difficult job that we do, they make it seem uh, seamless and easy. Well, kudos to you know all of the Tremonti building, all the metro territory. I know you guys have a very difficult job over here, and um, you do it very well. Well, Noah... We hope that everyone's enjoying these. But if you do want to follow more about the MDOC, uh, you can follow the MDOC Facebook page, of course. If you want to follow what's going on in FOA, you can follow uh, the FOA Twitter account. That's at MDOC FOA. Absolutely. And that Twitter account, those followers are just increasing by the week. I see uh, you're up there near 600 already, huh, Greg? No, the deputy director. Our deputy director, excuse me, is up there near 600. You guys are doing a great job getting the message out on Twitter as well, and we appreciate that. And I know, I know over here in the metro territory and elsewhere, it, it's, it's nice to be able to see that message come out through Twitter. Um, and, what, you know, it's been a, it's been a great show, show. Royce and Greg, thank you again thank you. for joining us. I know you want to get out there and enjoy that parade, and we're cutting into the time on, on the road here. So, and Greg, you're going to check out the parade as well before you head home? I think I'll stop out there, sure. Absolutely. A lot of people out there. There's a lot of people out there. Yes, there is. Well, Royce, Greg, Greg, remember one thing. Go team up, boy.